This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. And Hokie Homer turned Husker, Nathan Brennan. Everyone knows that I'm the smartest person here. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. Welcome back on the block. Be Stricken Nate Brennan here. Two to four every day. YouTube stream. Twitter. Facebook and Twitch. You can find us there each and every day. Been some good discussion going on. Been talking about Iowa. We've been talking about the schedule. Had a shootout with Strick. But now we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on down south in the Texas area. We're going to jump on that a little bit. We'd love to hear from you as well. 402-464-5685. That is the Sutter Heyman text line. So listen, Nate Brennan, this Jimbo Fisher thing, it's, it's one of those things at the end of the day that you've got to look at it and wonder what the heck is going on. Mm. I mean, there's some things I said earlier, like even when Jimbo was down at Florida state, um, obviously he won a championship and, and I, I personally just, it was something about him that I just couldn't get over. I thought it was, I very much thought it was a, a fraud. He wasn't really, as good as what was being reported. And now we find that a report coming out of uh, uh, Texas Ags by Billy Luici, uh, he noted that earlier in the week that Texas A&M has reportedly suspended three freshman football players and maybe four as a result of a locker room incident Mm. after the Aggies loss to South Carolina. There are some details, there is some speculation, but the frustrating thing is, here's the suspended players. The suspended players, Denver Denver Harris, P.J. Williams, Chris Marshall, and all members of the illustrious, the the big-time signing class, the number one ranked 2022 signing class. They were all a part of that, and, and there's still not a lot of clarity. But here's the problem. They've now slipped to three and four after a loss to, I personally don't think is a very good South Carolina team. Shane Beamer's got them playing, but nonetheless, I still think that is not uh, a very good team. Texas A&M have lost now three straight. So when you look at that, we talked about it a little bit earlier. We talked about, and we'll, we'll probably delve into this as well, mm-hmm. but we'll, 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 we'll uh, go a little bit deeper, but just on the surface of it, Nate, you got to ask the question, how is this happening? Because Georgia gets four and five stars. Right. Alabama gets four and five stars. You know, you go down some of the, you know, best programs in the country. They win, they win games. <laughs> you don't see a lot of right. teams with four and four. I mean, high five stars, number one recruiting class. That's now three and four. Like I, It just doesn't normally happen. And so there's something that comes into play with that, but I'll let you address this, Jimbo, the, the F question. 
of Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> well, I think you can definitely put Texas A&M in the F, F word category because uh, started out the season, I believe they were sixth in the country in the preseason polls. Now you're one and three in the SEC, three and four on the season, like you said, Strick. The, the suspension situation is very fascinating to me because playing devil's advocate on this, I think that's kind of how you build a program, how you set a standard. Uh, Jay Foreman I, has talked about it extensively. This is how we do business. This is what we're going to do. This is Nebraska football in this sense. This is Texas A&M football. This is what flies. This is what doesn't. I, I guess I understand the suspension, but what's so confusing to me, Strick, is like you said, is that Texas A&M has all the talent in the world, all the resources in the world, all the money in the world, and you're telling me that you're three and four, and Jimbo Fisher is sitting around 500 in the SEC since he arrived at Texas A&M, and, it, got it, a, and has 90 million left on a buyout, and it just it it sits odd with me. And yeah. I, I don't know if it's a Jimbo Fisher issue. I don't know if it's a culture issue. Jay has talked about this too. A lot of times it's fit, and there's there's it's certainly different coaching at Texas A and M than it is at Florida State down in Tallahassee. I mean, it's just different programs, different standards. So I don't know. And as for that, I kind of want to dive into this a little bit too, Strick, and I want to hear some of your thoughts as well. But a lot of this, I think, stems around money. Like I said. And the question for me is, are players now going to be going down this rabbit hole where you're choosing programs, you're choosing schools, you're choosing coaches for that matter because you're choosing Jimbo Fisher based off of NIL or off of fit? Because I think that's a big thing. And you look at the transfer portal and there's many success stories about how players enter the transfer portal, they fit. Like a Joe Burrow, for example. The, it just didn't work for him at Ohio State. The fit at LSU was perfect. He embodied their culture. He embodied their fan base. He embodied the state of Louisiana, the Go Tigers, all that. I mean, you can go extensively and talk about players that fit. But now with NIL, I'm worried that a school like Texas A&M, you're going to have players across the entire country getting offered to play at Texas A&M, and they're going to be offered probably more money than basically anywhere outside of maybe Alabama and Texas are the only two. Yeah. So you're going to be offered the money, but is that the right place for you to go? And do you think that's going to be a problem moving forward in college athletics? And so – there, there's there's a lot to that. That's a fully loaded question. Right. And it's one that I think you really have to dig into. And I'd love to see the research done. I'd love to see a student break this down and really look into it. Because I think fit matters. Right. I think I culture matters. I think style matters. I think um, those who you're going to be coached by matters those are all of the formulas of of the former day right you normally normally people would go to schools based on culture fit um closeness to home right right there was all these different things that yes. gave the young man or the young woman just the uh the willingness to go and give their all yes for that particular program yeah. right to lay it all on the line to even after they're done 
to say, like I would say to myself and my friends or those around me, or when I'm living in other places of the country that I bleed red and I don't care what's going on. I don't care what they've done. I may not like it, but I'm Cornhusker for life. Mm-hmm. Right. Those are the things that is tough for some, somebody that's coming to play for the money only. Sutter Hammond text lines open 402-464-5685. Here's why. It doesn't matter if it's sports. It doesn't matter if it's regular business or it doesn't even matter if it's the school you're going to. Because if you're going to school just for the party, just for the play, just for the, you know, whatever it is and you're not right. for what you're trying to get out of it, right. you're going to fail. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You go into a job even though it's paying you more, but the location isn't right for you. Maybe the culture of that organization, the CEO's leadership isn't right for you and your fit. It's going to become drudgery. It's going to become just, oh, shoot, I don't even want to be here, but I got to go. Going through the motions. Yeah. You go through the motions. And I think that's what's happening. You're, you're getting a lot of kids that maybe wanted to go somewhere else. And I think maybe they were influenced by parents or they were pushed by parents. And it's the same thing that you can say for kids that are trying to, that don't want to play baseball or don't want to play basketball. And they're constantly being thrust into it by the parents or by the outside influences or by the guardians. And it's only because of something called the money, the moolah, the cash, right? And at the end of the day, it doesn't work. It, I don't think it works. I think it ultimately fails. You have to have a strong foundation in that. Otherwise, it's not going to work. And I think that's what we're seeing out of Texas a And that, that's a good point, too, Strick, that you make because um, we don't know the extent of the suspension right now. I know it's indefinite. We don't know the cause or the reasoning behind the suspension. I know there's been some rumors, some speculation. But if you have kids – that are a five-star, maybe you've been the man wherever you went, and now you're at Texas A&M, and you're behind a bunch of five-stars, and then, I don't know, maybe you retaliate. Maybe you make poor decisions. Maybe you do something that isn't in your best interest. And I just look at this situation, and I'm not going to say Jimbo Fisher's lost the team, because I think it might be a little bit premature to say that. I I think that might be a little bit recency bias in doing that. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's not a good look because you look at Texas A&M and where they are as a program. When Jimbo Fisher took over, the whole point was for him to turn around a program that had been around 500. That was the goal. That was the expectation. The reality of it right now is you look at Texas A&M, they're right there in the middle of the pack in the SEC. And unfortunately, when you look at the SEC, LSU just got Brian Kelly. They're only going to get better. Tennessee has proven that they have arrived. Georgia, Alabama, they're still at the top. Old Miss, I think they are still the F word. But Lane Kiffin running the ship. Last year, they're a top 10 team. This year, they were in the top 10. Like The SEC isn't getting easier anytime soon. And if you don't have a rain on this now, in the current nature of NIL, in the transfer portal, it's only going to get worse. So now my next question to you, Strick, if you're Texas A&M, do you eat the buyout? Because like you said, it is one of the biggest buyouts in college football, and it, it, it takes a toll on a program. I don't care any way that you slice it. It's a lot of money to pay a coach not to coach for you. Do you make the move now or do you see if things get better? Because we know at Nebraska, we saw firsthand what can happen if you wait too long to get rid of a coach. It can spiral, it can get out of control, and it can put your program back years. 
So if you're Texas A&M, do you make the jump now? Uh, I, I don't think they can. I think you've got to see it through for some portion of the time. Um, or if you're going to, you maybe want to bring in an assistant that is someone that you feel confident that can right. slide in there and have him in the wings, right? I, I don't know if their coaching staff has that sure, or yeah. if that's in place. I'm not sure. But I will say that I, I, I think I understand exactly where you're coming from. What this should have been for Texas A&M is foundational, mm. right? They've been kind of teetering. They're in and out, up and down, a right. little bit of wins here, kind of ultimately finding themselves always still where they're at now mm. towards the middle or, or bottom half, but more towards the middle, upper half. This should have been a foundational building block for them for going forward for what you just said about how it's going to either get worse in the current system of NIL and transfer mm -hmm. portals. You want to have foundations at least solidified. You don't want to have, like if you had your house and you had a cracky foundation, sooner or later, it's going to topple. It's going yeah. to come down or it's yeah. going to be problems. You're going to have internal issues, right? Just like you would have in a house. But if it's in a program and you don't have a set foundation, you start to see these little, little issues, these yes. little problems, these little. And so all of that has to start to be built. And that's what I'm hoping Mickey, regardless yes. of if Mickey began, remains the coach or returning uh, to a new coach, that Mickey is setting and sealing the foundation so that it can begin to breed and have some form of an identity. Right. That's what I don't I don't see. And that's the problem. But I still think it's way too much to to shut the door and and seal that situation up you know it's just too much money i i think they have to see it through a little bit further it is a lot and that's the thing too is when you get these top tier coaches you got to pay them and you got to set these buyouts so i know everyone loves the home run hire and all that but you look at a situation like nebraska now you look at florida state and you, you just kind of cuff yourself because because these buyouts are going to be huge and that's the nature of college football look at mel tucker at michigan state i don't even know yeah. what his, I mean, his buyouts the same way i mean it's just they've got nowhere to go no, they, and, they're, you're stuck and you don't and you get stuck and that's the yeah. situation with texas a&m they're still recruiting at a high level they're still in the state of texas they have the nil and all that but if you don't have the guy like you said strick setting that foundation you have nowhere to go. You get stuck. And, and it's it's unfortunate, and it'll be interesting to see what Texas A&M does with that. We're going to head to the Honda of Lincoln hotline where we have Mike. Mike, what's on your mind today? Uh, not much. Hey, you know what I find kind of interesting? If you remember when Jimbo Fisher left Florida State, even though he'd won a national championship and been pretty successful, towards the end, not so much. Yeah. And I think they were five and six when he, he got fired. Um, and there were a lot of, uh, I don't know, accusations, not necessarily accusations, but a lot was written about that the program culturally was, was deficient and things are like he was uh, getting out of town at the right time, uh, so to speak. Yep. And so many times they hire coaches, and they've had some success, but you can see it going the other way. And all the athletic directors seem to focus on is well, he had he had these good earlier years, you know, it must and make excuses for the coaches. And the other thing I want to say is it, it, it just blows my mind. And I know it's not as simple as that, but 
Texas and Texas A&M have all the resources in the world. Yeah. I mean, my God, they got so many football players in Texas. It's amazing. Yeah. They have so much money. It's amazing. I flew down there in the early 2000s, and we had a guy's private jet. We flew down in there. And uh, after the game, we were flying back. And there had to be 35 private jets sitting on the tarmac in Austin, Texas, waiting to go. All these doctors and lawyers that had met, I mean, just boo-coo bucks. I mean, money is never an issue for them. And some of those private jets, I've flown smaller planes commercially than some of their private jets. And they have all these players within several hundred miles of campus, all this money, and they have not been very good for the last, 10 years or more. Um, thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, appreciate the call, Mike. He makes some good points, too. That I mean, he's right. Texas A&M has every resource under the sun. And Jimbo Fisher, I, I know that was the hire that they made, Strick, but I think they might be regretting it right now because there's just no way out. Yeah, there, there's definitely no way out. And Augie on the text line says very, very much, you know, he agrees with what I said. Players, workers, students, it doesn't matter who it is should be at a program because they want to be and believe in it. Yeah. I think that's where, that's where it has to start. And, and, and that's what also made Nebraska so strong right. all through the years is because they had a walk-on program, but it was, it wasn't because it was because the program was, but it was the culture. Yeah. It was those who believed in it. And then those kids wanted to just be in the program. And some of them turned out to be some of the best pl- players for Nebraska over the course of it because they worked their tail off. They cared. They wanted it. And then they saw what was ahead of them and they understood the history and they, and and they came and performed right. and they practiced and they got better and they got in the weight room and they got stronger. So yeah, man, I mean, Augie, Augie says exactly what I had I to agree. say about it. Tyler thinks that um, suddenly 15 million isn't at <laughs> all that bad. Ha, ha. I mean, if you look at it that way, Tyler, I mean, fair enough. Yeah. When, when you look at it from the full scope of it, 15 million is a good look right about now. <laughs> uh, so absolutely. Um, and, and, and caught the caller. Um, I, I, Mike. Wasn't Mike. Call, caller Mike said, um, as I said, Jimbo Fisher did something that I think PJ Fleck should do. And that's get out early Mm -hmm. before your name starts to fall down the (laughs) right. He's got Jimbo Fisher was a, what's the F word? Fraud. (laughs) I thought he was a fraud. I didn't think he was that good. I was surprised when they upped him down there like that, but same thing happened at Florida State. He left Florida State in shambles. I, I, you know, he's just one of those guys to me that I just felt wasn't that guy. Well, I mean, Florida State, for what it's worth, is in complete and total shambles. I don't know if you want to blame Jimbo Fisher. I don't know if you want to blame Willie Taggart. I don't know if you want to throw Mike Norvell into that group, but they've got their own set of issues. But so does Texas A&M, and it'll be interesting because uh, Texter says on the text line, uh, this is a result of guys like Nick Saban and Urban Meyer destroying reasonable expectations for success in college football, especially among Blue Bloods. Hey, that's the reality is Texas A&M is crazy fans, crazy expectations, and I don't see that stopping anytime soon. So Jimbo Jimbo Fisher certainly on the hot seat now, and it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Uh, We got to take a quick break. Steve Sipple on three Husker Online. He's going to join us next. We're going to break some of this down. 
We're going to break down some Nebraska-Illinois, too. So make sure you stay with us on the block. 93.7 The Ticket. Oh, sugar, how you get?